maybe I did play just a little bit too much. Oh, Judas Priest! <laughs> you won't hear us playing Judas Priest, but you will be hearing an entertaining sports show with myself, Frank, and David the Man of God Harris on WSUT's After Further Review, airing Saturdays 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. and throughout the week with our replay 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. on Toledo's only alternative in your on-campus radio station, 88.3 WXUT. Oh, Judas Priest! <laughs> After further review, got that way here on Cool Kids. Uh, not Cool Kids. After further review, <laughs> I'm sure that. you've been bumping that a lot on CKR. Yeah, I have. So that's what kind of messed me up. But we got David the Man and Guy Harris on the phone lines. Also, we got uh, Frank Vashner. As I turn this down a little bit in the studio, I forgot the studio. He doesn't turn the actual studio uh, speakers off when you actually pot up the mics. But it was a good weekend for Frank as uh, you actually got to uh, uh, do, what is it, your first varsity game? That is correct. I was able to make my, vars- my uh, varsity football officiating debut. Mm-hmm. I don't know why my, my mic keeps popping. No, that's fine. Okay. I'm, it must be, must be my headphones. Then. Yeah, it's your headphones because I, I don't hear anything. No popping at all. You sound crystal clear. All right, good. That's good to know. But so I w- originally I was planning on uh, covering a game for Friday Night Victors at, uh, at some, between Summerfield and Erie Mason. Yeah, Erie Mason. Well, congratulations With, on that. But I will, but I got a text message from Mark Maxson, one of my assigners. Mm-hmm. And he says, hey, do you want a varsity game Hey, this week? And I said, uh, well, where is it, where is it going to be at? He said, well, it's a, you got Marenzi and Britton Deerfield uh, held. Uh, I said, okay, I'm in because I know that we've had a shortage of officials because there's been a lot of guys who have decided to hang it up or they opt out because of COVID. And I said, so I said I'll do it and – and I asked if anyone was on the crew that I was familiar with, and he told me, well, um, Josh Erd, who's a gentleman I've worked uh, middle school football with and baseball with a couple times, and he's from right here in Toledo. So I was like, okay, at least I got somebody who I'm familiar with and said, I'll have I'll have the crew chief call you. And when I looked in Arbiter, I saw who I was with, and Scott Rumley, who was the uh, crew chief, called me up and said, I guess kind of gave me the details, and... So I met up with him and Matt and Ed Hall, who... That's you, right? You were blowing the whistle, huh? Well, uh, a, li- a little bit. I was wor- I was working the uh, umpire position in the middle of the field, and the umpire typically doesn't blow his whistle unless it's on a, ki- unless it's on a kickoff. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually what I'm doing is if I see the play end in front of me, I hold my hand up, which is an indication for the wing officials, either the headlinesman or the line judge, to whistle it dead, and right. I'm always going in and quick and barking at the players. Okay, plays over, guys. Everybody roll off. Use the ground to get up. Uh, make sure that nothing happens after the whistle. And 
Well, and for the most, I mean, it was we. I mean, we were just kind of police and that stuff because I had been told that these two teams like to do stuff like that, and we didn't really have too big of an issue with it. So, but of course, I did see uh, opponents helping each other up, and when I saw that happen, I made sure to praise those players for using good sportsmanship, and I also and he, I think he had a player lose a shoe and opponent handed it back to him and I told him, hey, good sportsmanship, keep it up. That was really nice of you, Frank. But let's get to the meat and potatoes of the game. So how was the game? Wasn't you say it was a stanky leg alert? Uh, well, this was one that con- the outcome of the game, I think, was the bit was really what kind of shocked me. I Well, le- leading up to this, I actually kind of read Tri-County Conference previews done by Doug Donnelly on a the Tri-County Conference website, and mm-hmm. he said that every team in the conference returned their starting quarterback. And from what, sound, from what it sounded like, it sounds like the Tri-County Conference is kind of like the Big 12. Lots of offense. No defense? <laughs> eh, not so much. But, uh, that's when you blow the whistle. <laughs> but, I mean, because Britton Deerfield returned their starting quarterback, Nico Johnson, who... Was a really good, really good dual threat that player. Chris Schultz and I talked about him a little bit on our Zoom call on Tuesday night. You guys actually have Zoom calls and stuff like that. Well, we've been doing that since we can't. Normally, when we do our uh, our videos at Friday at Victor's, we had been using the uh, studio at ninety eight three Nash Icon, but because of COVID, we can't. So we got to do our. St- Everything via Zoom now, right? So get to the refing. I mean, I understand doing all that preview stuff. It's, it, it's like you were. This is your first time actually doing a varsity game, which normally you've done JV, freshman, and little kids games, right? Grade school. So this is this was the big time. This was the Friday night lights for you, huh? You yeah. Did you get a new whistle? Uh, no, I still used a Fox Forty that I bought a couple of years ago. Okay. So were, were you nervous? Uh, because it's like it's like really think about it. This is the big time now. Everyone's looking at well, the fans that were invited to the game are looking at you. But varsity is the, the the top of the top now. Yeah, I mean, I think the the nerves were definitely there, but I think I had. I think what kind of helped me was it was two programs I was familiar with, and I know yeah, I know the both had report. Huh? Well, okay. and plus it was got players I had. Ref them when they were playing sub varsity in the past, so they kind of knew who I was. Really, and plus I know both head coaches. I mean, I've I've known Eric Johnson, Britton Deerfield's head coach and athletic director for a few years, and I've known I've known Ryan Love, Morenci's head coach, from when he was at Blissfield. Mm-hmm. And now he's he's in his second year at Morenci, and he kind of got a, a bit of a rebuilding job, but. But I was pretty confident that he was going to get him back on track. So the, the whole game went smooth, right for you, you know. And, oh, yeah. and plus, that you weren't on the take, you know. No one tried to give you a little cash on, you know. Hey. No, 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 no. None of <laughs> you that. Know, if you do that, you got to blow the whistle. <laughs> <laughs> no, there was none of that happening, thankfully. Right. But I mean, the uh, the outcome of the game, like I said, was really what surprised me because why I didn't. I would have were never, you repping the game, or were you like trying to watch and spectate like a, a football writer? I mean, I was a. Well, I mean, I was officiating the okay. game, but I'm just uh, making note of stuff that I could see in plain sight. Oh, okay. So what happened? Give give us a few uh, uh, pointers, a few bulletins, a few well, bullet, bullet points. Uh, 
I would have never expected Morenci to put up a 50-burger. A 50-burger. Okay. So They, they won 56-12. Up- to 12. Wow. Do you guys have running clock in Michigan? Yes, and we did have a running clock in the second half. Right, yeah, because well, I know once it gets past 30 points here in Ohio, the clock just starts yeah, it's, to Yeah, well, in Michigan, it's 35 high in the second half, but if it gets past 50 in the first half, then you can run the clock. Past 50 in the first half? Who's yeah. putting up that type of numbers? You out there shooting hoops? Uh, well, this is just for football, mm-hmm. but if you get some program that's... Uh, Really good on offense. Uh, the other team just can't seemingly stop somebody's grandma from scoring. So as a referee, what happens when the, the game gets kind of out of hand? What kind of mode do you get into? Do you get it so that it stays under control? Yeah, I mean, we're still we're still just making sure to uh, that stuff's not happening in between the whistles and and st- and everyone's using good sportsmanship. Are you allowed to touch the ball? Because in Ohio, the officials are not allowed to touch the ball. Well, Each team, basically, when they spot the ball, they have a little spot or like a little orange marker they put down on the field. Then the center grabs the ball. It's kind of just like flag football, actually, adult leagues, where the center has the ball in their hand at the whole time. They don't like usually you spot the ball as an official, but because of COVID here in Ohio, the rule is officials can't touch the ball. Kids have to, the center has to take the ball back to the huddle and then they'll put it where the official spotted it with their little orange marker. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in Michigan, it's basically up to the crews to decide what they're going to do in mm-hmm. terms of spotting it or not. And we decide, and we decided as a crew, let's, let's do what we're used to. Okay. Well, of course, I, I was the one spotting the ball because I was the umpire. Okay. So I'm in the middle of the field. Mm-hmm. And I had and I had gloves on. Right, right. Do you so, have a mask on? You have to wear a mask. No, we officials we are and not, players don't have to wear masks. Well, in Michigan, they they have to, but they don't have to wear like a a cloth face mask. They actually had these uh, plastic face shields on. Who the players did on their helmet? Yeah, really. Uh, yeah, because with that on, it's, I guess it's easier to breathe and all. Mm, right. Well, what happens if can it get fogged up? I mean, that's they, well, yeah, obviously you, we saw that in the NFL opener, and that happened with Andy Reid, right? Exactly. Which, by the way, they told coaches for week two, you need to have your mask on. Yeah. So well, that that was what that was what happened there, and of course after the game they had no hand, they didn't. Well, before the game with the coin toss, we only had one captain from each team come up, and we mm-hmm. just told them. I told them, it's like, you just introduce yourselves, uh, do an air fist bump, mm-hmm. hump, or air five, how, however you see fit. And, and of course, we, Josh, who was her white hat, gave him a little spiel about sportsmanship, and we did the coin toss. And, and of course, after the game, they... Who did, did you do the coin toss or someone else? Josh did our. He was the white hat. Okay, the white. So explain that. Well, people don't know what the white hat is. The white hat is the referee. Okay, and you're the umpire. Yeah, I'm the umpire. Um, let me think. Uh, uh, Scott, our crew, our crew chief. He was the headlinesman. Okay. And then let's see. Matt Hall was our line judge, and then uh, his, Matt's father Ed was the back judge. Okay. So uh, that's pretty good. Now, after the game, did it feel kind of like a sense of normalcy? Like, you know, we're back in it? I mean, I, th- I think, well, leading up to it, I, th- I was like, you know what? I'm glad to be back doing this. And even afterwards, which it kind of, 
first half kind of went kind of really long because we had to because Morenci was just moving the chains, picking up first downs. We have big plays and mm. stopping the clock. But once we had a running clock in the second half, I think we got out of there like I want to say it was around ten o'clock. It took all wait. What time did the game start? We started at seven. So it was three hours. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's it was, a, it was a little bit of the rust off. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, it was good. It was good to get the rust off, off, get back in action. So, all right, good. Huh? That sounds. I'm glad that you got it going on there for Frank, and uh, you got your first varsity experience. I know you didn't throw up or anything before the game, did you? Like, oh yeah. no, 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 no. <laughs> well, sometimes you get those jitters. Yeah, I mean, I, wasn't, I don't think I was as nervous as I thought I was going to be. And think about it, though, Frank. You didn't have to really deal with the fans. Because think about fans. The reason why a lot of there's a referee shortage in the state of Ohio, too, as well as Michigan, is because the fans could just be brutal. But really, there's no fans in the stands. Well, I mean, the, the ruling was uh, each uh, athlete got uh, two tickets. It's, so there weren't, there weren't really a ton of fans there. There wasn't wasn't really a huge crowd, so mm-hmm. I mean there was a there was a couple there was a I th- I think probably in terms of numbers it was uh, more or less the same the same number of fans that normally come to games uh, no for from each side oh okay well okay that's good well good. I'm glad that football is back I'm glad that you got your uh, first varsity you got another varsity game um. Who knows? I mean, I told I told Scott that if he ne- ever needed me again, just to give me a call and well, you said or basically give you a whistle, <laughs> no, just to uh, call me up. And I mean, uh, Mark, my signer, called me up, asked me how it went. I told him it went well, and then I also let uh, my other signer, Bill Gamalik, know that I made my varsity debut, and I told him how it went. And Did he, you post it on Twitter? No, why I, not? You didn't post it on Twitter. You didn't post it on Instagram. That's something to be proud of, Frank. You made your first varsity debut. Well, I mean, I I mentioned it in my Instagram story, and I didn't see it. I haven't seen it yet. Been a long. It's been a long uh, Friday night into Saturday morning going yeah. on. David, the man of God, Harris is on the phone lines. What's up, David? Just listening to the tales from the gridiron. I'm wondering if Frank is going to get a little varsity letter jacket, kind of says, you know, varsity referee. Yeah, do you get a varsity referee jacket or something? <laughs> no, well, no, but uh, we had some, uh, I think a, a guy who was on the crew previously, there was a lot of, there was a lot of stuff that uh, was available for us in case we had to replace our flags or get a new down indicator. Mm-hmm. And, uh Scott ended up selling me this uh, striped jacket to wear for when it's really cold. Mm-hmm. He sold it. How much was it? Uh, he, yeah, thirty bucks. How much is it normally? It probably runs about a hundred. Wow! So you get a so you got the striped jacket, huh? Did you you can get your name embroidered on it? No, nah, I mean I can I can also flip it inside out too. Okay, nice. Do you guys do they have like an official? I know sometimes. I know in, in Ohio they have like a you know for coaches we have our little thing here that I'm wearing official basketball coaches pullover. Do they have a referee pullover or anything for Misha? Well, um, I'd I'd have to get on the uh, correct on the correct call officiating website see what they have. Mm. I I know I know I've seen uh, Gamalik and uh, Aaron Crowley. They've had uh, they've had uh, quarter zips that mm-hmm. they were wearing to a volleyball game that they they did last year mm-hmm. and then i've seen some basketball officials have something similar okay mm, nice okay well thank you for the story frank uh we'll take a quick commercial break 
And when we come back, we'll have what was the preview or the recap you had? Because you were refereeing, but you didn't really get to see any games. Well, I'll just uh, kind of recap some of the scores from week one. Okay. I mean, I'll even make mention of the score of the game that I did as well. Which you did. Was, it was 50 to 12. 56 to 12. Oh, 56 to 12. They should have had a forfeit on that one. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that entirely. Right. When, uh, when it gets out of hand like that, friend, you know what you need to do. You just need to blow the whistle. Well, I, I mean, I think the – but to be fair, Brent Deerfield's starting quarterback was out for an undisclosed reason. And so they had their backup in and – and I guess, but of course they also, but of course Morenci just really was, did did a great job running the ball and and controlling the line of scrimmage. So, but I don't th- I don't that was I don't think that was the biggest shocker in the Tri County Conference, which I'll get to that after break. Oh okay, all right, we'll do that. And here's that two short song, blow the whistle. Can you hear it, Frank? Yeah, I can. Mm. There we go. All right. there, there you go, Frank. We'll take a quick commercial break. Listen to the 88.3 WXUT's after further review as we're trying to blow the whistle this Saturday as uh, we got a lot of games. You noticed that uh, last week, uh, Matt Campbell, former University of Toledo coach, uh, ended up losing to, uh, what was it, Lafayette University? Louisiana yeah, Lafayette. Lafayette. Oh, man, I don't know what to do. To the Raging Cages. Right, at home, actually. Iowa State was at Woof. home. Yeah, so that, that was pretty bad. I, I, I know uh, Coach Campbell... Uh, uh, you know, you got to blow the blow the whistle on that one. Also, we got David the Man God Harris. He's going to have his NFC uh, preview. All right. Yep. Okay, we'll have that, and then uh, that and more here on eighty-eight point three WSUTs. After further review, also David's going to be talking a little bit about the Clippers and their demise. Basically, did they uh, <laughs> Paul, playoff P, which he needs to be taken away of that name. His whistle got blown as well. I'll, I'll, I'll say something about that, too. All right. Also, we'll talk a little bit. Christine Brennan saying that the Big Ten are sellouts. Mm, interesting. 88.3 WCTs. After further review, we'll be back after this.